Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for October 9th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore for everything fantasy football at ETOF21 Sports underscore fantasy for horse racing, free horse racing picks. Almost hit a huge one at Keelan yesterday, of course, got locked out in the last leg at ETOF21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing. How is everyone doing? Can we believe it's fucking October already? The kid's birthday is right around the corner. Podcast is coming out a little late today, and my deepest apologize for that, but I decided to be social. I went up to the Milwaukee Brewers Atlanta Braves playoff game. It was good to be in a stadium. Good to have the energy of the crowd and everything. Was a little weird, though. I mean... So I pull into the stadium, and I'm behind this huge truck with these two people and their kid. This lady was such a bitch. I pull in. Her husband didn't pull all the way through. So I pull up. She's, like, motioning me to go back so they can open up their tailgate so they can um, tailgate from their truck. And I'm like, lady, I can't move back. I'll be in the road. She starts yelling at me. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then when we're leaving the game... She yells at me saying I started my car too hard. I just have a basic SUV. I have nothing fancy. And she's yelling at me saying I'm starting my game, my my car too hard. I mean, Jesus. But it was great. It was great to be back in the stadium. Oh, my God. Um, I think I fell in love like 18 times. Got one chick's phone number. It was good. Fun times. Good times. Great game. Uh, completely wrong. I thought that was going to shoot over. Obviously didn't. Great pitchers. You know, Morton looked good. Burns looked good. Real feel confident about that Brewers to win the World Series ticket we got rolling. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was great to go out. So my apologies. You know, this show is coming a little different. The format's going to be a little different. Um, Brandon's going to be on. We're going to talk a little NASCAR. He's down, actually down in Charlotte right now. We're recording this on Saturday, it's going to be out Saturday midday. He's actually down there in Charlotte right now. Uh, we're going to talk that he's getting his press credentials. As soon as he's done with that, he's going to hop on for a little bit. Going to talk a little NHL playoffs. Going to give you guys for free my NHL futures. Uh, talk a little Thursday night football. Just hop, talk around the NFL a little bit. Tell you guys where my head is in terms of building a fantasy football roster for DFS this week. So let's jump right into the Thursday game. The big game, the big issue, or the big news, excuse me, was Russell Wilson. It hurt his finger. Now he's out four to eight weeks. It'll probably be a month. But what do you expect to happen? You have a stallion of a quarterback back there who's insane. This this guy is a stallion back there. He is a stud back there. You have no offensive line. And the guys that are playing, backup center, backup right guard. He got hurt. You know, like you can't be shocked with how that how that that happening. I'm sorry, I never wish anyone getting hurt, but you honestly cannot be shocked that that happened. Then the other thing is everyone, Josh McVeigh. Oh, McVeigh is this huge fucking genius. Oh my god, he's so fucking smart, guys. If Sean McVeigh is so motherfucking smart, why the fuck? Is he not running the ball? I've made a good amount of money in DFS with the whole mindset of I'm going to attack whoever Seattle is playing in the ground game. You have to be able to run the ball against the Seattle defense because they can't fucking defend it. 
And Sean McVay, the whole first half, dipshits out there fucking passing. Made zero fucking logical sense to me whatsoever. I don't understand it. Second half, they started running the ball, and sure enough, what started happening? So that was that. Um, if you put Henderson in the captain position, you know, I did. I won a little money, which was good. If he would have got that second touchdown, it would have been a little bit more money. I think I finished, what was it, 15 points out of winning the big contest. So, yeah, you know, it was it was good. Um, yeah, it was, it was a nice little game. You know, we, we cashed our Rams, pick them, bet. Guys, that's why it's important to make sure you guys are following me. You're part of the betting team. Because Sunday, when everyone's watching the games, I'm poaching openers. I'm trying to find the line I want before the whole betting market comes. And that's the difference between pros versus Joes. Okay? I make a good amount of money betting on the NFL. Okay? It has provided a lot for my family and myself. And... That I'm able to do that because when the games are going on, I'm already working toward next week. Most people take Sunday off. Oh, let's sit back, watch the games. Not me. I have the games on, but I'm working toward next week trying to find value and and everything in the number. So that's why it's important to be part of the team. Guys, we're almost up 40 units four weeks, five weeks in. I mean, that's fucking astronomical. A um, couple things around the NFL. It's kind of interesting. Ridley's not going. I hope everything is okay. There's a lot of accusations going around about what's happening. Guys, let's back up. We have no idea what's going on in the kid's life. I wish him nothing but the best. A little interesting game between the Jets and the Falcons. Um, Jets just won their Super Bowl. I really want to take the Falcons in this spot. God, do I fucking want to take the Falcons in this spot. Oh, my God, do I want to take the fucking Falcons in this spot. But, you know, right now I'm just kind of sitting back. I'll probably do it Sunday morning. But, Jesus Christ, I want to take the Falcons in that spot. Washington Saints, sometimes the number speaks. Why isn't this game three? Like, honestly, A, why isn't this game three? Right there, that kind of tells me Washington, the football team is the right side. B, do you have confidence laying points with Jameis Winston on the road? The answer is no. You cannot be confident laying points with Jameis Winston on the road. I know the defense has struggled. For Washington, but what what about the Saints defense? The Saints defense blew an eleven point lead in the fourth quarter to the New York Giants, who haven't been world beaters on offense. So right there, that speaks a lot. Lions versus Vikings. Lions have a million injuries on the offensive line. That's their strong suit. Hawkinson may not even be playing. I wouldn't even touch it with a grain of salt. Vikings in survival pool. Don't fucking overthink it. Um, interesting though. Cook is banged up. That's why I told everyone to make sure to draft Madison in the later rounds. And it's fucking comical. I'm in four leagues. I have Madison in every motherfucking league. I have Madison. Every fucking league. And these trade requests I'm getting. Someone just offered me Brandon Ayuk. Brandon motherfucking Ayuk. For Alexander Madison. Let that sit in. Just let that sit in. I mean, just mind-boggling. That's why you want a running back with a high upside later in the draft. And that's why I drafted Madison. Because Cook, in Cook's career, he has never been healthy. Oh, excuse me. Last, Sorry. My apologies. Last year, his father did pass. That's why he didn't play. He has never played in the championship round. Never played in the playoffs. Never played a full playoffs for fantasy football. That's why I got Alexander Madison. And that's why I'm probably going to be starting them this week because I don't think they roll out Cook that much. Um, 
Next game, Packers, Bengals. I mean, I. this is this game where, you, where Vegas just puts out the Packers minus three, hopes to get some money. It's going to be the chalkity chalk, and I've been saying it for a while. Chalk's been hitting a lot in the NFL, so guys, I'd be really careful taking the Packers. I really want the Bengals plus the three and a half, but I'm going to wait out for now. Broncos, Steelers. Steelers on the side here, but I, I, everyone knows how I feel about this. I just can't take this team. Uh, Titans, Jaguars. Here's my thing about this game. Everything about me as a better says to take the Jaguars. Everything I do. How I make my money says to take the Jaguars. But another part of me is just like, God damn, dude. Eric, you bust your ass. Like, like I just said, like Sundays, like when games are going on after games, I'm working toward next week. Urban Meyer is out at a restaurant sticking his thumb up some 20-year-old's ass. Like, what the fuck is going on here, dude? What the flying fuck is going on here? So I'll be on the Jaguars. It's dirty. I just have to fucking do it, but I'm going to wait. Hopefully I can get a five. I'll maybe sprinkle a little bit. But it's still the preseason read. Guys, I wasn't this high on this Titans team, and nothing that they've done has showed me that. Next game... Panthers versus Eagles. Eagles get up to three and a half. This is a buy for me. Um, I think these teams are a lot closer than people realize. Jaguars are missing three out of their five top DBs. Shaq Thompson may not be playing. They're banged up a lot on defense. Eagles move the ball well. But I really feel the life of me. I don't understand why Miles Sanders isn't getting more run at the running back position. Why the fuck isn't he getting more run? Makes zero sense to me. Um, they also need to run the ball a lot more in the red zone. A lot, lot, lot more in the red zone. Dolphins versus Bucks, guys. Bucks are coming off two emotional games. Two emotional games. They're playing a Dolphins team that just looked like shit. The NFL is a week-to-week league. This screams, take the Dolphins. I'm going to be on the Dolphins. It's dirty. It's slimy. But it's something you have to do. We locked in the Texans plus nine. Patriots, again, Coming off their Super Bowl, Mac Jones, everyone thinks he's good. Guys, he was dinking and dunking against fucking old man Sherman. Against old man Dick Sherman. And you're telling me this guy is good? And the Patriots are going to be missing four to their five starting offensive linemen. Take the Patriots, no, excuse me, take the Texans plus the points. One of my friends mentioned to me, what about Belichick and get against the spread? Guys, this is a different Belichick. He doesn't have Brady. So the Belichick against the spread after a loss, that needs to be thrown to the windows because that is another thing where, hey, he had Tom Brady. So it's a completely different scenario now. Uh, Browns, Chargers, another game. Another game where the line speaks. The fact that this isn't moved up to three is telling you all you need to know. It's sitting at two and a half. The books are trying to entice you to bet the Chargers. I'll hold off. I'll probably pass in this game just because the Browns do have some issues with the offensive line that I am a little worried about. So right now, this is going to kind of be a sit back for me. But gun to my head, I would take the Browns. Bears against the Raiders. Don't understand the slide movement. Raiders are going to be out three of their top four DBs. I get it. Justin Fields' first game on the road. But Calvin Mack is going to be eating in that backfield against a bad Raiders offensive line. And now you got all this stuff with Gruden coming out. Yeah, I I like I like the Bears there, plus the five and a half. I'll do a little sprinkle as well. Cardinals 49ers got Trey Lance area. Cardinals struggle against mobile quarterbacks. 
So that's a big area of concern for the Cardinals. I expect the 49ers could completely bounce back and look a lot better. This is the ultimate sell point on the Cardinals, and I'm selling. My boy, Daniel the Stallion Jones. I'm changing his name from Danny Dimes to, to the Stallion because this kid has made so much money for me betting NFL on the road. Don't overthink it. 10-2 and two against the spread on the road as a dog. 71% against the spread on the road overall. Lock it in. Plus the eight. Danny motherfucking Dimes. Sprinkle on that money line. Giants. Sell point on the Cowboys. Bills. Chiefs. I like the Chiefs in at minus two and a half. This line has been all over the place. And it just came to me. In what world should Patrick Mahomes be laying less than a field goal? This Bills team, I think, is being overvalued because of how good they have looked the last couple games against superior teams. And then the Monday night game, again, sometimes the line talks to you. And the fact that this was going to open up at 7.5 to entice people to bet the Colts tells me that the bookmakers think the Colts are the right side. So I'll definitely be on that. That's a lot of points. The Colts defense is a lot better than people realize. So that's kind of where my head is for the NFL betting slate for the week and the Thursday review. Now let's jump into some DFS thoughts. So for DFS this week, it's a little different because everyone knows I kind of, I always like using Kelsey. Kelsey is always the guy I like using my cash down breakdowns. So we need to drift away from that. We need to look at different areas to exploit stuff. So we look at the at the quarterback position. We'll go position by position here. A lot of guys with good matchups. Obviously, you know, Kyler against San Francisco, Dak against the Giants, Rodgers against Cincy, Tom Brady against the Dolphins, Hurts against Carolina. But I'm going to go it in a different light. I'm going to go with Danny Jones. He's only $6,000. He is running the ball a lot more effectively, so you're going to get at least 20 to 40 rushing yards somewhere in that area, maybe even a rushing touchdown. Cowboys are averaging giving up 25.5 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. I think that game has a potential to be a little sneaky shooting out. I know Cousins is another low-budget option, but if they get a lead early, Zimmer's just going to sit on the ball. So that's I don't I don't want any part of that. I want a game where I, either a team's going to be behind or it's going to be close. I think that's the Giants against the Cowboys. I'm going to lock Danny Dimes in, the Stallion, at 6,000. Now let's go to the running back position. Um, Again, you know, high-budget guys. Why? Like, Delvin Cook has a great option, but I really don't want Delvin Cook. I, I, I don't want Delvin Cook just because he's banged up. If the game gets out of hand, this could be a Madison game. Look at Madison's price in case news breaks that cooks out. Madison's priced at 55. He's priced at 55, kind of in that cream hunt range. So that tends me to believe that the DraftKings and FanDuel are protecting against themselves. So I'm not going to go to Mad. I'm not going to go to Madison. Derrick Henry against Jags. He always eats him up, but he's so high high priced. I would rather have a lower budget guy that's going to open up the windows for people. Um. Jones against Cincinnati, another great matchup. Eckler against Cleveland, another great matchup. But let's go deep down the foxhole. I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. Uh, Ronald Jones is banged up. 
Miami's back four is really good. The way to beat this team is running the ball, and I think it's going to be a run-heavy attack. I think this game could has a potential to be a lot closer. I think the Bucks are going to look to protect the ball, so that way the um, Dolphins can exploit their back four. So that way I tend to lean toward Leonard Fournette. Dolphins are averaging giving up 27 points per game to opposing um, opposing running backs. So that leads me to to Fournette in terms of wide receivers. Okay, so let's look at wide receivers. I could go Jalen Waddle. I could because the Bucks back four is awful, but I'm going to save that and I'm going to either go with Shernat or Jones. Whoever you want to go with here is basically up to you. Looking at the pricing on DraftKings, Marvin Jones, he is priced at 5700 Levestus Shinnok, he is priced at 4800 So you can go either way here. Guys, we've made, made a killing attacking these Titans DBs, and I look for that trend to continue. We're going to look to attack their DBs. Um, either way is fine. Shinnok is coming off a bigger game, so he will be more owned. Jones has been getting more targets, so I would lean toward Marvin Jones. But again, if you go to Chenault, that's going to open up more uh, price points for you. So I totally get it, totally understand it. Then in terms of tight end, Hawkinson's hurt. I think people that's going to lean people to Weller. I'm going to look at Mike Gusecki. Guys, with J- Jacoby Brissett there, he's going to be able to eat against this Titans secondary and linebacking core. This guy is a stud. He has seen over 24 targets the last three games when um, Jacoby Brissett has been the quarterback. Brissett is getting the ball out quicker. He has a bigger arm. It's opening up stuff for Mike Gusecki. Gusecki looking at pricing right now, of course, on DraftKings. Mike Gusecki, he is priced at only a measly $4,200. Guys, these are insanely low budget options. That's going to open stuff up for you to be able to get the higher prices like the Derrick Henry. So again, let's go over it. We're going to go Daniel Jones at quarterback, Leonard Fournette at running back, uh, Marvin Jones or Shanette at the wide receiver and Mike Gusecki as the tight end. Let's hope this streak continues. We were able to cash on the Thursday night slate with Hendo in the captain spot. So hopefully this will continue. would love to get that TD. Instead, Michelle got that TD. But hey, we still made some money. So let's keep the train alive. The week got off to a good week. So now... NHL is right around the corner, and as advertised, I'm going to give away my NHL bets for the year in terms of the future market. The first bet is the Pens not to make the playoffs. I like the Pens not to make the playoffs just because I have no idea what's going on in goaltending. Malkin, Crosby are up there in age. This team is a declining team at the end of its championship cycle. I wouldn't surprise me if they started selling off parts at the end of the season plus 182 i love it next one and hey just you can call this a homer pick i'm taking the wings plus 900 to make the playoffs they added uh needle joelek who won the calder cup in 2001 letty drafted steider the defense is going to be a lot better this team is young they're hungry I like them to push toward the end of to get in that bottom tier that last playoff spot plus 900 i'll take that all day and another team which I think is getting overlooked in the betting markup, I took the Kings plus 250 to make the playoffs. Um, 
they added some key pieces on the defensive end to go around the um, the championship veteran core of Dowdy, Brown, and Kukler. I think the defensive pieces they add, bringing back Peterson along with Quick and Net, I think this team is going to be able to sneak into the playoffs plus 250. I'm all about. And then in terms of cup futures, I'm going to knock out three of them. I took the Blues at plus uh, 5,000, guys. This team, in my eyes, is just way too talented with the talent they have. And they just won a couple, couple years ago. This number is a little bit inflated because of the disastrous season they had last year. Uh, Panthers plus 2,200. They've got Renhart from Buffalo to to um, booster the forward position, help with the goal scoring. Added old man Joe Thorin for experience. Defense is insanely underrated, and I look for the goalie whose name I can't even pronounce. I'm not even going to slander to return to the form that he was at when he was with the Blue Jackets, and the Blue Jackets were constantly a playoff performer. I like them. Another team I like is the Islanders, and my strategy for the Islanders is a little bit different. They're plus 1,500, solid defense. They're good in that. Good coach. They play that grimy style of hockey that wins in the playoffs, but they're at 1,500. Looking at their schedule, they start off with 13 road games. I am going to hold off on them, and I think I can get them at a better price just because of how brutal their schedule is at the beginning of the season. So I like the Islanders, but that's a hold as for now. Those are my NHL futures. We've been killing them the last couple of years. Hopefully that trend continues. So now we're going to welcome Brandon to the show, who's live down at Charlotte for the Bank of America 400. Brandon, how you doing today, man? Doing good. Trying to fire a grill up and get some food going. Uh, so how, what's, what's the scene down there? Paint, paint, paint me the picture of the scene down there, my man. So as of yesterday, the scene was horrible. It was all rain. Um, as we got this 33-foot camper in here, my brake line on the back of my truck broke. And, uh, yeah, so don't know how we're getting home, but, uh, we're here. It's starting to, the crowd's starting to pile in, uh, plenty of beers were put down last night and, uh, it's about time to crank some more. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. Now in terms of the racing now, last week was something we never thought I happened. Bubba Wallace won a race. The rain would have came just a hair earlier, we would have cashed that nice dog in Stenhouse. Yeah, Bubba won. Does that does that secure him for one more year in that car? What about Bubba? Yeah, it will. Um, he's definitely secure for one more year regardless. Um, it was a big win for him. I'm not going to take that away. Um, I know a lot of people, well, it was shortened. Well, it rained. Well, <laughs> the cards fall how they fall. You know what I mean with anything. It's just like making a field goal or missing a field goal at the end of a football game. Rain came for 20 years, 50 years, whatever. NASCAR has always said, if you get over halfway and the rain comes, it's over. So nobody can take the win away from him. Good for him. Good for Jordan Hamlin. But uh, he's still going to be my fade on a weekly basis unless we get back to Talladega. So now let's jump into this race. Now you and I were talking off air. Basically, you and I both agree that this is Elliott's and Larson's to lose. Elliot right now on FanDuel plus 230, Larson plus 550. I mean, you kind of agree that this is there to lose, correct? Correct. And I'll tell you guys this right now with Elliot being at 2 to 1, I am not going to bet him 
because I do not want to drop a huge chunk of money across my fingers that he has no issues. But if you're planning on unloading cash on one driver and one driver only, then then you you bet Chase. Yeah. yeah. That's only if you're going to unload. Yeah. Now, with the way I bet, I like looking for dogs. I like looking for long shots. And the first one that... It kind, it's kind, not really a, a long shot, but it is a little bit of a price. Eighteen to one, Chris Bell. We hit him at sixty to one back in February to win the day, the road course in Daytona. He won the Amer the American Roval four hundred in the Xfinity Series. Um, he nearly won here last year. Um, Eighteen to one. I just think that's a great price and it's tough to pass up. Yeah, I love him. He's minus twenty eight on the cutoff line, so. His goal tomorrow is win and get in to the next round. So he's definitely going to be pushing the issue for sure. He is a good road course racer. He does have good equipment. Um, his odds are awkwardly high. Um, I expect him to come in a little bit less. So I will be uh, I will be putting a green check mark next to him for sure. Now the next person I like is AJ Allmendinger. We hit him. I think we hit him at twenty-four to one to win the Indy Road Car race, um, yep. and that race just kind of showed that shit can happen toward the end of these courses. Because I mean, honestly, that should have been Hamlin winning that race, but Hamlin and um, who was it, Briscoe? Briscoe. Briscoe got into it, opened it up for Dinger, which opened up the banks for us. But hey, we had, it was weird because you and I, I think we had all three of those guys, so we were winning money either way. Yes. Um, you know, Dinger's performed well in Xfinity. He he's a, just a NASCAR dirt great road course rider at twenty to one. You have to knock twenty one to one. You have to knock him in. What do you think of Dinger? Love him, love him. Anytime you get a road course and you get double the number on that guy, check it. It's it's, it's a no brainer. He is running the Xfinity race today. Um, he is going to be one of my picks to win the Xfinity race for sure. But also, anytime you get a guy that's automatically good at a road course. And he's running the race the day before. You can't go against them. And again, odds are awkwardly high. And I think that's solely because Vegas is saying, to your point before, this is Elliot and Larson's place to lose. So I think Vegas is hoping a bunch of us throw money on these guys that are 15, 16, 18 to 1. And Elliot wins and they cash in. But if there is a mistake, then it's going to leave it wide open. Now, the last guy I locked in is Chase Briscoe at 4,700. You know, good road course runner. Almost won that Indy race. Was going toe-to-toe with Hamlin before the whole debacle there. And also, last year, Boyer almost won this race in the same equipment. Um, yep. You know, Briscoe won a road course last year in Xfinity. I just think, you know, Briscoe's just being overlooked at 4,700. He's a great a great buy this week. Agreed. I 100% agree with that. So, for once, I think me and you have literally, before even talking, lined up our, our cards the exact same way. Yeah, yeah. And, like, on a course like this, with it being pretty obvious who you should like line up and invest and, and excuse me line up and is going to win the race you have to kind of take your shot pick your bets but it shouldn't really be that big of a card and that's what you and i are doing i mean we only have three 
right now. We're going to dive into the head-to-head -head matchups right now and kind of see where those are. I'll be reading them off as we normally do. Uh, Truex, Kyle Busch. Truex. Briscoe, Kozlowski. Briscoe. Elliot, Kyle Larson. Elliot. Now, this one's tricky. These two are the two betting favorites. I'm looking at the lines. Chase Elliott is minus 150, Kyle Larson plus 120. I mean, that's really inter going, that's interesting. I, it is. And I, I've got to go with Chase. There's nothing that outside of the Roval that, that would steer me away from him. Yeah. Um, when he won last year, he literally slammed his car nose into the front wall in the middle of the race, backs up, goes to the back, all the way to the back, and drives to the front and walks away with it. So unless there's a malfunction again, guys, that is my pick to win if you're willing to invest in it. Yeah. I'm not, personally, just because I don't like betting that way. But if you guys are someone that says, hey, I'm throwing 500 on Elliott, great. You'll, you'll walk out with a grand. But I, I can't do that. Uh, Kurt so, Busch. Still going. Kurt Busch, Ross Chastain. Ross. Bauman, Harvick. Harvick. Bell, Dinger. Ooh, Bell. Michael McDowell, Chris Busher. Oh, God. Do we even have to, Busher? Uh, Logano, Blaney. Blaney. Reddick, Matty D. Ooh, I like Reddick. Hamlin, William Byron. Hamlin all day. Uh, group A. Truex, Bush, Hamlin, Willie B. Truex, Bush, Hamlin, Truex. Uh, group B. Bell, Logano, Blaney, Dinger. Bell. Group C. Bowman, Kurt Bush, Ross Chastain, Kevin Harvick. What's Harvick on there? Harvick is plus 260, Bowman 240, Kurt 290, Chastain 290. I like Harvick in the group, but for the money, I'd go ahead and roll Chastain. Uh, group D, Briscoe, Kozlowski, Matty D, Tyler Reddick. Briscoe. Uh, group E, Michael McDowell, Chris Busher, Daniel Suarez, Austin Dillon. Jesus. Um, Suarez. Uh, in Group F, Alex Almarello, Eric Jones, Cole Custer, Bubba Wallace. What was the second driver you said on there? The second driver that I said. Hold on one second. Um, The second driver I said was Eric Jones. Yeah. Roll with it. Roll with Jonesy. Now, yep. I need to ask you, because this has been my goal. Uh, he's only plus 160. Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy plus 160. I I can't do my, my traditional top 20 bet and no, Corey LaJoy no, this week. No, I'm going to tell you to stay away. <laughs> so... Brandon, thanks for taking time out of drinking and barbecuing and coming on. Um, something really big happened in your life last week. Why don't you make a quick little quick announcement? Tell everyone what it was. 
Yeah, I uh, got a call on iRacing. I've told you guys for close to a year now, hoping for big things. Um, just signed a deal with a team called Lunatic. Uh, more sponsors on board. You're on board as always. Uh, road to pros in six months, but they wanted to get drivers in and start testing and building the setups to make a big push and a big run. Um, apparel will be out soon. Hats, shirts, keychains. With your logo, all the other sponsors, my truck, everything. So I'll make sure I get you guys a link to that. Buy some swag. Maybe we can give some stuff away. If you guys like, follow, and share the page. And uh, pick a pick a bet and beat us or something. We'll, we'll, we're just going to have some fun with it. So, yeah, big things to come. I just have to put my foot forward and keep grinding it out and not, uh, not lose out on this good opportunity. I'm happy for you, man. No one works harder than you. You know, best of luck with our bets tomorrow. And, uh, you know, drink some beers and, uh, you know, find me a future ex-wife, my friend. There you go, bud. <laughs> Everybody, good luck. Enjoy. All right, let's cash some tickets. We'll talk next week, buddy. See you. That's it for today's show. Loaded week in a sports, horse racing, MLB playoffs, college football. Let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money. Until next week, my friends.